Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sugar Bee Podcast Miami. This is your host, Milliliter Milli. What's been going on? Um, this week, um, you guys are getting like back to back episodes mostly because I've been procrastinating. Um, if you guys have been tuned into, you know, like the episode dates you'll see it's like super back to back because um like I said in the description of the last episode I had it sitting there in my drafts for like three weeks like every week I was like okay I'm gonna like because you know of course when it comes to editing you have to sit down you have to take the time to listen to it and you know trim off some things and I had it sitting there forever and I just didn't take the time to edit it so not that I really do much editing anyways but I was trying to be better about it and here we are (laughs) so um two episodes this week how fun we're playing catch up um I'm super excited to be here as always for those of you who haven't really been listening to like the past episodes or don't know what this is about, and they're like, who is this person? I'm going to start on episode 13 instead of episode 1. Um, I'm hailing out of Miami. I just talk about whatever I feel like talking about this week. Um, definitely, I want to bring some, you know, some, like, some voices out from Miami, from the South. Even though we're technically not part of the South, I guess. I don't know, we don't consider ourselves Southerners, but anyways, so, um, I'm just here to, like, you know, like, bring up, like, the issues, bring some voices, bring some laughs into, you know, your lives, (laughs) um, a lot of the episodes are just me laughing at my own jokes, really, is what it comes down to, so if you guys want to laugh along with me, cool, that would be fun, so, um, So for today, I have like a very random episode this week. I'm just like, let's make this the most Florida episode because it's that time of year um, where we get into the news for something besides Florida, man. It's hurricane season. And so uh, I really wanted to talk about that um, a little bit and just like, you know, my experience and all of that and blah, 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 blah. All right, um, before we get into that, let's do some housekeeping, some fun things that I've been kind of, um, you know, just like following and reading up on. So, you know, in previous episodes, I've talked about like the importance of supporting um, black owned businesses, you know, like businesses owned by minorities and um, all these things. And so I have a couple of things to share with you about that. Um, so this week, I actually learned about an initiative called like, so it's the soul food markets, right? So basically, um, it's this person that's trying to start up um, a supermarket chain that is not like necessarily for black people, <laughs> but um, carrying products that I guess like the black community that we like, you know, use for our like soul food ventures and stuff. So I'm assuming they're probably going to have some Caribbean items and all of these things. And so I think that that's super cool because, um, 
you know, I think in the past few years, we've been learning about the importance of buying black, supporting our own communities, um, you know, supporting minority-owned businesses. And so one of the things that I know me and my friends, we talk about a lot, it's like how hard it is to identify black-owned businesses. Um, I know that, like, down here in Miami, one of the things that, um, like, if you guys ever come down here, one of the things that you'll see is the prevalence of Hispanic-owned supermarkets. You know what I mean? So I think that that's, like, um, really interesting because I, we, I can name you a few Hispanic-owned um businesses here in Miami like I mean every single Cuban restaurant ever (laughs) like on every corner where you go get your little cafecito um whether it's a chain Cuban place or like a mom and pop Cuban place like you know okay those are definitely like Latino or Cuban owned places um we have Presidente with actually I don't know what Presidente is owned by I can only assume it's owned by a Latino person but um, at the very least they carry more um, Latino Latino directed products you know what I mean and so um, you know like that's where you go and get your your cheeses from whatever country you're from um your meats and all that like, you know what I mean like these are like like definitely supermarket chains that carry more Latino um products and brands we have most recently Fresco y Mas which were used to be like Winn-Dixie and then it turned to Fresco y Mas which was like pretty much like Sedano's when Dixie style, I guess. Um, and then of course we have Sedanos. We have different brands, different um different stores that are Latino owned and so then a lot of us are kinda like, okay, so what like here in Miami at least, definitely predominantly Latino. Where are our black owned businesses? One of the things that we also talk about um a lot in like the black community is the fact that one of the businesses that gives that that one of the industries that generates so much money in the black community is beauty supply stores and how beauty supply stores tend to be owned by middle eastern and Asian people or rather middle Eastern people are Asian people middle eastern or East, East, Earn. Wow, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> By Asian people. And which, hey, I mean, cool, we're supporting that community too. But it's like for, an, for, the, for the hair industry in the black community, that should be a predominantly black owned um like you know business venture so you know we talk about that all the time and we talk about it talk about it talk about it and awareness is good awareness is important but we we also we got to make the moves got to make the moves and you know open these stores and so um 
all of that being said, <laughs> if you're here in the Miami area and you know any Black-owned businesses, please give us a shout-out um, and, and let me know. And I'll definitely put them on because like, I'm all about like supporting um, Black and minority-owned businesses. Um, and as I find out about more places, I'll let you guys know. Back to Soul Food Market still. So basically, um, they are being promoted by Fund Black, which I just... Oh, gee, you guys, you don't even know how many times I've re-recorded this same, like, exact part. What? <laughs> um, tip out there for those people who want to, like, record anything. Like, whether it's you, you're trying to film something whether you're trying to record um, any kind of audio, music, whatever, whatever, podcasts, the tip that no one tells you <laughs> is that you start re-recording the same foolishness over and over again because either people won't stop calling you or even, even if you're home alone and you're like, wow, this is peace and quiet for me to be able to do my thing. No, because then the people pop up on you people call you um or if you're not home alone people you know come in and invade your space and um I mean yeah whatever I guess it is what it is anyways (laughs) just a tidbit for you guys that's part of the process this is all part of the process right um Back to soul food markets now. <laughs> so basically, um, they're being promoted by Fund Black, which is um, an organization, you know, in the same vein as GoFundMe, which basically supports um, black businesses and so and black startups. And so basically, um, you know, like I mentioned before, soul food markets, they're, they're crowdfunding, um to support their to start up their supermarket chain you know aimed at at promoting black products and um products that tip for foods that are typically derived from the black community right um so right now as of today as of this recording, they had um, reached their, not reached their goal. They had raised $396,000 out of their 425 k goal. And so that comes out to like 93% funded, which is super cool. But the campaign ends, I believe, on June 8th. So if you do want to go ahead and go over and support them, um, you know, as you know, with a lot of these things, any little dollar counts. So if you want to go ahead and support them, definitely um, we have a few days left on the campaign. So go um, and make your dollars work. Move. Money moves, right? I'm super excited to have found out about um, both of these things about from black and about soul food markets because I, I really love um, the initiative behind both projects and so I'm definitely about it like I said go out support them I will post the information in the description for you 
so that you can go ahead and take a look at it at your leisure and, and I'm super excited to see um, where both of these things go um, another thing I found out about like actually today so O Cinema they're getting together with Hip Hop House and they are gonna be doing a screening of Boys in the Hood on June 13th so I'm really excited to go and support um, support this screening. One, because John Singleton, as you guys know, passed away. And he would definitely, like, hither in our community. <laughs> oh my gosh, this dog. Hold on, you guys. Hey. Come here. <laughs> I'm not gonna edit it out because <laughs> I just find it hilarious because my dog doesn't even bark like that, man. <laughs> the most you'll ever hear in like an episode is maybe her like you know, like, when they do that shaking thing, um, but she hardly ever barks, and then, of course, the one time she's here with me in the room, um, barks up a storm while I'm recording, and while I had gotten, like, through, like, a pretty good part of the segment, anyway, so, yeah, oh, cinema, boys in the hood, June 13th, let's make it happen, oh, cinema down here in, um, I actually don't know if it's the Wynwood one or the Miami Beach one. Either way, I'll post the information in the description and give you guys reminders and all that good stuff. So, um, definitely look out for that. I'm super excited to, to, um, go support that, like I was saying. So, um, and to honor John Singleton's memory, for sure. As you guys know, um, or at least us Miamians, us Floridians know, June 1st was the official start of the season. Tis the season to be jolly. It's hurricane season. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious because like down here, like every hurricane season, you know, they tell us the same thing, and then a lot of us end up not being prepared anyways. So, um, here I am, another voice, to be like, hey, we should be prepared. Um, yeah, because, man, like, when you look at it, like, hurricane season is, like, half the year. <laughs> like, half the year we have to live in fear of hurricanes. Or not in fear, but, like, Knowing that it, like, any moment there could be, or any day there could be, um, you know, a simple storm that transforms into something stronger. Like, it, it's just really funny how nonchalant we are about hurricanes at this point. Um, this year, the, um, 
National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. They're the ones who house the National Hurricane Center for all of us Floridians. We're very familiar with the National Hurricane Center. Um, so basically, they're predicting, so it says here, for 2019, the NOAA predicts a likely range of 9 to 15 named storms. So that w- it gets a name once it's like winds of 39 miles per hour or higher. Of which 4 to 8 can become hurricanes, which is winds of 74 miles per hour or higher. Including two to the four major hurricanes which are category three, four, five, with winds of 111 miles per hour or higher. The NOAA provides these ranges with 70% confidence. I'm like, that's a high percentage. Um, an average hurricane season produces 12 named storms, of which six become hurricanes, including three major hurricanes. So, yeah, they, and it's funny because every year they put out the predictions. Every year, we're just like, ah, they're exaggerating, they're exaggerating. And, like, and I mean, we all know the song can dance, right? With hurricanes down here. It's like, you know, they they predicted they predict it's gonna be super strong and then everybody freaks out and then it turns out to be not much of anything. But I mean when you really look at it, they have to over predict, right? Like they have to exaggerate. Like I know part of it is like that whole oh my gosh, the mass media is like trying to control the sheeple with fear. I understand. I get it. But also it's better to be overprepared than to be underprepared. You know what I mean? And I think that also, I think that ended up really becoming the thing, especially after like Hurricane Andrew in 92. A lot of people weren't prepared and they and, and suffered because of it. And so, you know, I think that's like the overall... Um, I think that's, like, the overall just mindset when it comes to, like, reporting storms or major um, natural disasters. And so, it is what it is. All we can do is, like, be safe, be reasonable as well. Um, it's, like, really funny because... <laughs> People from other parts of the country, they're like, oh, man, I don't want to deal with a hurricane. And it's like, what? And if you, and I think if you talk to people from down here who have been through hurricanes, they'll tell you for the most part, hey, man, I'd rather go through a hurricane any day than any other natural disaster. I mean, think about it. Tornadoes, you legit don't get a warning. It's like a few seconds or a minute or so of a warning, Right? And, like, I feel like with tornadoes, like, there's no predictions as far as where they'll go. Like, it's just whatever is happening. Like, it is what it is. It's going where it feels like going and whatever. Side note, Twister gave me an unreasonable fear of tornadoes in Miami. Like, technically, yeah, we do get tornado, like, little twisters. Um... Especially with, like, the really strong, like, thunderstorms. 
or hurricanes or like tropical depressions, tropical storms. Like theoretically, yes, we do get funnels, we do get hurt tornadoes, but I'm talking about like Kansas type tornadoes, like Twister. Yes, the move, the disaster movie from the '90s with Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton. Yes, that movie gave me an unreasonable fear of tornadoes. Like, I was terrified of the Twister ride in Orlando. I never went on the Twister ride in Orlando until I was in college. And I was terrified. Now I know that there is nothing really to be scared of. But I, when I tell you I was terrified, I mean I cried because I didn't want to go on it when I was little. Anyways, so Twister, thanks guys. Um, but yeah, tornadoes, earthquake, yo, a couple days ago, I was watching videos of, like, earthquakes, like, of people, like, on the ground, not, like, those surveillance videos, of course, no, people recording of them, like, on the ground, and I'm just like, no, I don't want to go to an earthquake, the ground is supposed to be safe, and you're telling me not even the ground is safe? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Consuela, no, 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 no. I, I don't want to go through an earthquake, okay? Snowstorm? No, I don't want to go through that either. Like, so the whole thing to me, snowstorms, why they're worse than hurricanes. Sure, snowstorms have some level of predictability. Like, rather... Snowstorms do have that level of predictability. Like, you can get ready for a snowstorm ahead of time and all of that. What terrifies me about snowstorms and what makes it so much worse to me is the cold. Soy friolenta. Like, I am not the kind of person... I don't like the cold. I'm a Florida girl. I like wearing shorts and sandals anytime I'm not at work, pretty much. (laughs) Like, I'm a true Florida girl in that respect. Like, I need the sun. I need a a large body of water to sit next to. So, you know, that whole northeast problem of, like, like winter problems, I don't deal with. I don't understand them. Like, oh, yeah, pipes bursting because they froze. I'm like, what? I'm like, shoveling snow, What? warming up the car what so you have all of that aggravated by like a freaking storm system that is bringing more snow and it's like yeah so you might freeze to death because the snow might like you've got to get your firewood for your fireplace because this the storm might knock out the power so who knows how long you'll be trapped under snow without power and i'm like what like WTF? I don't know. Maybe uh, of course it's because I'm used to it. I'd rather be without power in the heat. I mean, that's not fun either. That's not fun at all. That's like hard. It's horrible. <laughs> You're just like, what? Kill me now. But I, I would think it's a. I don't know. It's a different kind of reprieve. At least you can sleep with the in the heat. In the heat, if you strip down, right? You strip down, you have no pillows around you. No one's trying to touch you. The, the heat will lull you into a sleep because you're so exhausted. 
I know theoretically it's the same thing with the cold. Like the cold will lull you into a hypothermic sleep. But nah man, like like sometimes you just get that cold that you feel in your bones, bro, that you feel like you can't do anything. I don't know. It's something to say that like that. Like it makes me anxious just thinking about it. Anyways. I'm okay with hurricanes. Grew up with hurricanes. Um, for those of us who grew up down here in Miami, particularly, we all remember that one year that we were out of school for like two weeks straight because of because we just kept having hurricanes, and it was actually the year of Katrina because it was that was that that was the freaking three pronged attack on, on Miami. That was Katrina, Hurricane Charlie, and Wilma. And so, and I think, yeah, I was in high school at that point. And yeah, man, like those, that, that year was crazy because like, yeah, like at that point we had had, I think like a major hurricane like every year, but that particular year it was just crazy because it was back to back, like hurricanes that did a lot of damage. And that's that with Katrina. We did, obviously we didn't get like the 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 heavy end of that and um that year like so in my neighborhood like in my complex like there's a lot of trees so every single year like there we lost trees because of these hurricanes but um by my house there used to be like these three big trees that we would climb all the time like they gave so much shade. They were they were like definitely the oldest trees in the complex. They were beautiful, and legit, like, what Katrina passed through, and knocked down. I think like I like yeah. Katrina passed through, knocked down one of the trees. Um, Charlie, passed through. Not like it didn't knock down any of the trees, but definitely like started breaking them, and then Wilma came through and knocked down the other two. It was these three big trees, and so we lost all the trees in one year, <laughs> like the big ones. And let me tell you, that corner of the neighborhood has never been the same since. Um. So yeah, like that's what the hurricanes did that particular year. Um. And I will say, Wilma was the first time I ever I was scared in a hurricane. But that's because, um, like, that with Wilma, that hurt, I don't know, the winds were so strong with Wilma, like, you could hear, like, the howling of, like, the wind through the door, and that, and, like, we lost power, that scared the F out of me. Like, that, that sound, that howling wind sound, like, terrified me. And, um, and let me say, in my house, like, I'm very thankful, I'm very grateful for my house being an older house. Because, like, our house, um, we have, we have gas. So, our water heater is powered by gas. I think now it might be like a hybrid, like electric and gas, but like our water heater is powered by gas. So is our stove. 
So even when we have lost power, we have like the most basic thing, which is we have a water heater and we have we we could take a warm shower and we could take and we can cook. Like besides that everything else is like whatever. Um secondary. So, you know, we've been very blessed. And I remember that particular year with Wilma, the power went out, but like we had like not a cold front, but it was like chilly. I don't know that was a weird year like it was like sort of chilly so it like the the few days that we didn't have power it wasn't like horrible because the weather was like really nice <laughs> so we survived and it was fine and I remember like my mom's friend um and like the daughter would come over and like we would just like cook all the time together because they didn't have power either um yeah, like, so, you know, we definitely take the instructions that we get for granted. Like, as far as, like, hurricanes go, like, we we, we definitely um, don't pay attention and as much as we should. And it's, like, so bad. Like, we're so bad about it. Like, instead of being worried, or at least some of us, right, we're more, like, concerned about, like, hurricane parties, like, all right, but, but, <laughs> do you want to come over and have a hurricane party? <laughs> um, It's like, yeah, lock me into my house for three days with some beer, like, and some food, I'm good. But I know definitely, like, some people, some other people who haven't gone through like major ones it like definitely is like a big source of anxiety just because like you don't know what's gonna happen but um but you know like definitely i think one of the things that people can do to lessen their anxiety about hurricanes is being prepared for sure and you know we have our basic things um I think definitely, you know, I'm just going to, like, read off, like, a little list, a little refresher for everybody. Um, basic things. Water. Every time we have an impending hurricane, the same thing happens. People go crazy for gas and for water. Like, when I say crazy, I mean, like, fights and super long lines for hours or like people driving around wasting their gas their precious gas looking for water because the stores run out because everyone runs um you know some people like buy crazy amounts of supplies to price gouge other people you know to hold on to it and then to sell it at a higher price which is super illegal bt dubs the same thing sometimes gas stations will put um their gas prices higher when there's like a hurricane company once again price gouging which is super illegal and if you're in a hurricane and that might be illegal i don't know if that's like a florida thing a federal thing but if you see that happening definitely like report it every time we have an impending hurricane the same thing happens People go crazy for gas and for water, which is, of course, you know, probably the two most important things that you need in an emergency. You need gas for your car um, and water for you and your peoples because you don't know, like, what if the 
water supply is going to be tainted and whatever, 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 right? So, you know, and then so then people go crazy, like, I mean, fights, like people fighting over water, you know what I mean? You know, like high tensions are running because people are, are, are worried. Um, People are driving around like crazy and going store to store looking for water and for supplies. Um, Of course then wasting the precious gas they have because then the lines get really ridiculous um, for gas and such. So I think one of the ways that, you know, like if you know you're like an, an anxious person, I think like some, some people who, who really do get anxious with hurricanes do this. Like one way to minimize anxiety is just to be prepared ahead of time. One thing that, like, in the news they always, like, kind of promote once the hurricane season starts is to be prepared ahead of time. Just buy your supplies now. And (laughs) so for a long time, growing up, like, I think a lot of us who are here in Florida were like, ah, we'll get ready, you know, when when we need to. Or like, ah, we're not going to get hit. Or, ah, it's not that serious. But really, the hurricane that impacted me as far as, like, preparedness goes was the last major one we had, which was Irma in 2017. And so that made me really realize the power of preparedness. Um, I'll go into that a little bit, like, um, later in a few minutes. But, um, you know, let's refresh ourselves with, like, the basics. Um, I'm just going to go over, going to go down this list just to remind everyone what we should be preparing with. Um, so obviously, like I said, water, you might need it, um, you know, so like for drinking, of course, for cooking, for cleaning, all of that stuff. So according to Florida disaster, um, dot org, it should be. We should have a gallon daily per person for seven days. So if you have, if you're like one person in your household, you need to be prepared for seven days worth of water. If you have you and your kids, you know, you do the math. They say, so basically what they say is like be prepared for with like a week's worth of stuff. So um, non-perishable foods. AKA foods that don't need to be in the fridge. Okay? That's all it means. Um, a can opener to open those foods that are in cans, of course. And it seems like so obvious, but it's things that we tend to forget, you know? Um, of course, like if you're the type of, if you, you know, have like dietary restrictions, you need to be like, you know, you need to plan ahead in that, um, in that sense. Um, things to cook with, so I know a lot of people, you know, here in Florida, we have, like, those little grills and stuff, um, and paper, like, you know, like, um, paper plates and stuff, because if for whatever reason you can't use the water, then you don't have to worry about washing the dishes and such. Um, flashlights and batteries, so that's, like, another thing. And I'm guilty, 
everything that I'm talking about, like, oh yeah, because people, I'm guilty of it. I'm so guilty. And I think, you know, most of us are guilty down here of being very, like, aloof about hurricane preparedness. Um, but definitely, like, you know, my, my, my public background has definitely, um, just made me more aware of, like, the different types of emergencies, um, and different types of issues that people face during, um, you know, these natural disasters. And so it's made me more aware and it's made me more, um, you know, prepared, I guess you can say, um, one of the major things that they talk about is flashlights versus candles. I have lots of candles, right? So I'm just like, bring out every single candle we have. Because my mom is the type of person that when they do that crazy sale where the candles are like $10 or whatever, she literally, you know how they have like the at Bath and Body Works, okay? They When they do that sale... They have those boxes that, are, that look like egg cartons, but they're for the candles. She is those people that goes and gets, like, three cartons of candles, and then you're just like, why do you need so many candles for? I'm the person that's like, yeah, let's use the candles we already have. But really, um, and it makes sense, they say that you should really opt for flashlights instead of candles just to avoid, um, you know, a candle tipping over and lighting something on fire so definitely having flashlights you know everyone in the house should have their own flashlight um of course checking the batteries making sure you have a batteries for that flashlight that's always another thing that um runs out quickly um but pro tip for the last hurricane when everywhere else was running out of batteries there is a place here in Miami, on US1, South Miami. I forgot the name of the place, but they, like, specialize in batteries. It's, like, a really random store. It's a tiny store. It's, like, kind of near where that CVS is on US1. They had plenty of batteries. So, and, like, my friend was like, yeah, let's hit up there. And we went, and, of course, they had the appropriate batteries. So, and plenty of them. So, definitely get your batteries ahead of time. Buy them on sale, you know what I mean? Um, of course, you know, things that you need to be comfortable. Pillows, blankets, you know. Um, making sure you have, like, like good shoes that, you know, that can help pr- actually protect your feet when you go outside after the storm. Having a change of clothes. Um, having first aid is super important too because you just never know. Um, having being stocked up on like, if you take prescriptions, being stocked up on your prescriptions, having a radio, also super important and super helpful. Why? Because the day that you lose power, <laughs> or your cable doesn't work, you have your radio, um, and you can always like use the radio to tune in. And a battery-powered radio, okay? So that you can tune in into the news and find out what's going on um, with the storm. If you lose power, right? Um, of course, having enough toiletries for yourself and the people in your household. Um, you know, cleaning supplies. Um, having cash. 
taking out a you know like a certain amount of cash just in case um you know like the ATMs lose power or the banks aren't like don't open for you know a couple of days or whatever you at least have like emergency cash side note (laughs) you should have emergency cash anyways like that's just good practice um things to keep yourself entertained and then another thing that's super important is having a way to store like important documents so of course the cloud we we a lot of us use the cloud we scan our documents and that's good but we also need to protect the actual paper copies um things like social security card um immigration related documents legal documents um mortgage homeowners insurance related documents um um the deed to your home things like that is super important um to have like safely stored away like um and have it accessible too and then another thing um you know is like having having something like a you know what you can call a go bag which is just like a bag of um your things that you would want to take with you if you need to evacuate suddenly um you know once again the same thing clothes toiletries um things like that just in case that you you need to leave your home for whatever reason whether it's a pre-planned evacuation or like a sudden evacuation like because of like a flood or something um of course can't forget about your you know your pets being prepared for your pets is super important as well um all the same things having if you have a pet you need to make sure you have water for your pet as well having food you'll it pains me when people freak like every hurricane you always hear this not the same thing but you always hear the stories about people abandoning their pets um bro the last hurricane when i remember hearing about like a a like someone had tied a dog to to outside to an outside post during a hurricane and i'm like yo bro that's like the douchiest thing you could do like first of all you abandoning your pet so you're an a1 jerk but it's like on top of that you tie them to a post like you don't even give them a chance that you know to use their own instinct that at least if they're loose they can look for somewhere to hide <sighs> don't do that that just don't be don't be that person take care of your take care of your peoples take care of your dogs okay take care of your cats be be ready um and then you know like like these are all things like i said it seems obvious but then push comes to shove people are scrambling i know also um like depending on where you're at depending on your house conditions um of course if you need things to secure your house uh i know for my house sandbags that was like the major concern for me was flooding because we like we have a lot of we have canals here we have lakes here by my house and so in years past we've had you know significant flooding like 
to the point where like flooding with like the car you know water gets into the cars water almost getting into the house and so sandbags um are useful for that what else i'm trying to think and then of course if you don't have shutters having the proper tools and such whatever you need to put up your shutters um you know a lot of people use plywood um having I mean, I don't think people are going to buy a plywood ahead of time, but like, you know, just be, I guess being cognizant of the fact that if that's what you need to do, then you need to, to figure out how you're going to do that quickly and having the rest of the things like, you know, that your nails or whatever people use to hammer in plywood, (laughs) having your toolbox ready. There you go. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think, um, I mean, that's, and then, so, as far as, like, the list goes of supplies, that's pretty much, like, the basics. There's, you know, every family is different. Everyone has different needs. So, you just, like, adjust accordingly. And, like, so, the reason why I, I can attest to the fact that if you're ready, you will have, like, definitely lessen your anxiety, Right? So this is what happened. This is my story. And I'm going to tell you why. Why I can say, like, for sure from my experience. It works. So Hurricane Irma. Um, at that time, like, I lived with my mom, right? Like everyone else in Miami. And at that time, my mom was out of the country. Like, legit had dipped. <laughs> so I was holding down the fort um, for almost a year. So I was here, like, whatever, normal. I take care of my house. Um, I was in Jacksonville, actually. And it was over Labor Day weekend. I had gone up to visit my bestie up there. Shout out to Dee. Hey, what's up? And shout out to baby Dee, her little baby girl. Um, so I went up to... This was before she had baby Dee. I went up to go spend the weekend because I was like, hey, let's chill. And... Um, you know, my bestie, she is a state of Florida employee and state of Florida. I used to be one as well. You are a first responder. A lot of state or rather state agencies, county agencies, local government, um, federal government, you're a first responder. Um, usually nonprofits are not like, we're not like first, we're not the first line of defense, but if you're like in the nonprofit industry, generally you are also like a second responder if you will like you're kind of on call like you need to secure your family but also um in the event that they need to activate you like and and it's safe for you to do so you have to mobilize and go help and do whatever help the community help get prepared help with shelters all of that So you're kind of like kept in the loop as far as preparedness, natural disasters, and all of that. And so, because then they they remind you that you might mobilize. So I'm up in Jacksonville having a grand old time. I think I had taken like an extra day off from work. So like I had like a nice amount of, like I was there for like four days. Um, My roommate was taking care of my dog because I had a roommate at that time. And shout out to Steven. Um, so my roommate was taking care of my dog. I was in Jacksonville. 
and then we're like watching the news and they're talking about the storm once again floridians we tend to not pay attention to that stuff also state of florida tends to be they're very proactive in declaring a state of emergency because once again they want to make sure that people are over rather they rather have people over prepared than under prepared so we're there we're chilling having a grand old time i think we had gone to like saint augustine that weekend as well like we we're living our best florida lives and on the news we see like that you know at the time Governor Rick Scott declaring a state of emergency. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know there was a hurricane happening. And then we were just kind of like shrug, moving on. And then, you know, she started getting like the notifications like, hey, you might be, you have to, you might have to mobilize. And we're like, okay, whatever, shrug, no biggie. I wasn't worried in the slightest until I got on Facebook and you know, the people in my area, like my friends were already posting that places were running out of water. I was worried. I'm not going to lie. I was worried. I was like, ah, shoot, there's no water. That's not good. So, um, I live like by a wholesale club. Shout out to BJ's wholesale club. (laughs) And people were like, I remember like people were posting like, BJ's running out of water. BJ's on 117. I'm like, um, I can't even go to BJ's for water. And people were like, when Dixie, you know, everybody starts mouthing off who's running out of water. So I'm worried now. Now I'm like, okay, I think I need to cut my little vacation trip short. And my friend was like, yeah. I'm like, I gotta go get my dog. Because <laughs> then my roommate was planning to evacuate to his family, it, like in the Tampa area. So I was like, all right, I gotta go get my dog. Me thinking that I'm super smart, right? I'm just like, well, I'm in Jacksonville. I'll just go to the store here and get water. Bruh. I went to the store. Like, I, it it must have been like a Sunday. They already had run out of water in Jacksonville. They only had like like those like one and a half liter bottles. So I bought a few of those, but like they had, they were already running out of water too. And I was like, oh my God, that's when the anxiety started setting in. So I'm driving down from, um, from Jacksonville and I'm like worried. Once again, me thinking, oh, I'm so smart. And then I'm so much smarter than the sheeple of Florida on my way down from Jacksonville. Cause I think it takes about like a gallon, a tank of gas, um, between here and Jacksonville one way I was like you know what I'll just fill up my half a tank like again on the way down like I won't wait until Miami to get gas I'll get gas I decided to get off like in Palm Bay which I think is kind of close to like Cocoa Beach that area so maybe like halfway down right bro the lines for gas in Palm Bay were ridiculous I'm going to put a map up on Instagram to show you guys where Palm Bay is. They had already run out of gas. I was like, oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, my God. So, of course, the more I'm get, the closer I'm getting to Miami, the more anxious I'm getting. Because I'm like, what is going to be happening? Because people get crazy. Um, 
at that point I had spoken to to my other bestie and we had made um arrangements because I was really worried because I was like I I didn't want to evacuate my house one because my house wasn't in like a flood zone but um two because I had the dog and you know it's hard to evacuate move around with with pets three like my mom was in Colombia and I felt like kind of like wow I need to hold down my house I need to protect my home and I think um that is the feeling most people get when you don't want to evacuate because it's kind of like you feel like no this is my house this is my house and you say that to the hurricane hurricane this is my house and so (laughs) um it's like a you know it's like a weird psychological thing thank god my other bestie shout out to steph um at that time her and like you know like her family they were living in dania beach like definite flood zone like super close to the ocean so you know they I was like hey you guys can come here I have like you know cause she, she has a kid or whatever I was like hey you guys can come here I have you know extra room I have a lot of room um you know the we've got the water heater we've got the gas so like if you need to cook like we have you know it's relatively safe and I have the shutters and they were like yeah let's whatever brain like you know what I mean like that's a no-brainer we'll go so that helped put me and my mother as as well at ease because then it felt like okay I'm not home by myself I'm here with my peoples we're taking care of this house and so as soon as I got back um thankfully you know very blessed that our house has like the accordion shutters so all you have to do is close them and 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 that's it like you pull them close and you're ready and so and they're super easy to do so as soon as I got back I went I I was able to I was able to get water somewhere I don't know where I went but I found water and I found like you know I got like you know boxes of water um and then like my friend was also bringing water over too and so we felt like we were ready I went I got a bunch of food that you know like like of course non-perishables that you know we could cook and whatever and I felt super ready okay cool so I'm ready for the most part I'm just like I've got I've got Sunny's food I've got my food you know bestie she's bringing over her food for her husband and her family and like for her kid like we're all like super ready I have like lots of candles but I also have flat as we know I also have flashlights I've got everything on my list the only thing I was missing at that point were sandbags and I was very concerned about the flooding because even though we were not in like a flood zone they were predicting so much rainfall so much water I was like really worried about about um about my house flooding and especially in this neighborhood it floods pretty easily even though once again we're not in a technical like we're not in like a designated flood zone so 
I'm going crazy looking for sand. I went and I was I waited in for hours for like there were places here that I, they were actually giving away free sand. So that was super nice. Like, bro, waited hours for sand. Hours twice. So let me tell you what happened with this sand, bro. So I'm waiting hours and hours and hours in this like line for sand and I get up to the line. I had bought like these construction bags from Home Depot to like so that I could collect sand when I get there and I'm thinking they have people like shoveling sand, like helping you. No bro, they put a pile of sand, the construction company, they put this pile of sand there and it was like a free for all and I was like what? Because I didn't have a shovel. I had nothing. Bro, you should have seen me there shoveling sand with a huge Wendy's cup. Those big Wendy's cups. And I'm sitting there shoveling sand into a bag with this Wendy's cup. Because I think I ended up dividing the sand between myself, my mom's friend, and like my dad. Like, it was just like a really weird situation. I It was, I, I remember like by the time I went, I, like, I had gone, like, in the middle of the day, and I was waiting for so long. By the time I got to the front of the line, it was dark. Like, people had flashlights. It was nuts, bro. Like, apocalypse nuts. And I was like, what is my life right now? I ended up, like I said, in, you know, ingenuity. I got the Wendy's cup, and I was like, bro, I'm, like, throwing sand with the, between the Wendy's cup and my hands into this bag like and then eventually some like a guy and then there were lots of men look you know what i'm not gonna say what i was gonna say but there were lots of men there seeing poor little old me (laughs) struggling with this sand situation and no one helped but then this one guy came with a shovel shout out to that dude and like was helping me shovel sand towards the end and i was like so freaking grateful to him and then I think I ended up, because I had a bunch of construction bags, and, like, I think it was, like, him and then one other lady, they were, like, oh, my God, like, they didn't, like, like, they, I think the one, like, he had run out of bags, so I gave him one of my bags, and then this other lady, like, she, as well, did not know that she needed things, <laughs> like, she didn't know what she needed to come collect this sand, so I ended up giving her, like, a couple of my bags, because I was like, I'm not going to use all 20 of these construction bags, so I gave her one of my bags, you know, and went on my way. Then there was another, like, a, a couple of days later, there was another company that was also giving away sand, and, like, I happened to be driving by, and there was, like, no one there, or, like, not no one there, but there was very little people there, and there was parking, so I just, like, pulled over and, like, grabbed some sand, and kept it moving. So, I think we had about, like, five or six days of, like, preparedness. Like, Jacksonville, I left, like, on Sunday, and the storm was supposed to hit, like, either the next Friday or the next Saturday. So, we had, like, a almost a week worth of time, weeks worth of time. And so, by Wednesday, I felt ready. I had everything. I'm calling, you know, my people, and I'm letting them know, you know, checking out everybody. Hey, do you have everything that you need? Do you need anything? Because at that point, I was done. But I was like, let me help out, you know, whoever I can help out. And so, 
I called my dad, who lives very far from me. And so I was worried because, you know, like, you know, like, my sister, my little sister, my little brother. I mean, they're not that little. My sister's 22, about to be 22 next week. My little brother's 16. At that point, 14 and 20. Um, And, like, my cousin, who is also 14 at the time. I was, like, just worried. I was, like, hey, do you have a reading? And my dad was, like, ah, that's a little storm. <laughs> my dad's Haitian. And I'm, like, what? <laughs> uh, that's, that's not a big deal. That's no big deal. No big deal. I'm, like, um, do you have food, though? Ah, we have some food. I was, like, oh, my God. And, oh, and then I think my other cousin was still living there, too. And so... And so my other cousin was at that time, what, 22? Yeah, at that time, 22, 23. I call my sister and I was like, do not listen to Bobby because he is too relaxed. Like, he, you know how he is. He's too laid back. You make sure you go get some food. I'm going to get some food for you guys too. So I legit went and bought food, met up with my sister and gave her food. I was like, do not listen to him. You need to be ready. You need to be concerned. He could, and the reason why I say that is because my dad's house is also very pl- prone to flooding. Because that street, even with like a regular rainy day, gets flooded. And it gets flooded like really bad. And like the way that street is, is that it's kind of like hilly. So the houses are on like... There's, like, you know, inclination up, like, a little hill, and then you have the house. So, it'll flood down here, but then, like, still. So, either way. So, my sister was like, okay. I was like, here's some sand. Good luck, you guys. Like, you know. And my dad, of course, was worried about, you know, being me being over here, but once again. Because he wanted me to go to his house. But I was like, nah, man, I've got the dog. Like... <laughs> We've got the gas. I'll be okay. My friends are coming. And so that kind of made him feel better. So, like I said, by Wednesday, I was ready. <laughs> and then, you know, I was just calling everybody and letting them know, hey, if you need anything, hit me up. If you need to come after the storm um, to cook or anything, hit me up. Like, my house is always open. You can come take a shower if you need to. If you only have cold water. Like, that's me. Two days before the storm. So, or not even two days. The day before the storm was supposed to hit. My bestie goes and talks to her family. Because they were in a flood zone. They live in an apartment. With, like, a big tree by their window. My friend was like, my bestie's like, guys, just come. Because I was telling, I was offering, I was like, hey, if you want, come to the house. We have more than enough space. Like, we can make it work. They did not want to leave. And my friend got so upset. Like, they argued over this. And it was like a big deal. And then, (laughs) so, no. So, that must have been, let's say that that was Thursday. We went to go talk to them. Friday, Friday evening, my bestie's sister, who's my friend, one of my besties, hits me up and is like, hey, because I have like a bigger car, is like, hey, 
do you mind coming, like, with me? Because, like, to bring your car to go get wood for our window? And I'm like, what? Because at that point, there was no wood around. And we were hunting. So Saturday morning, woke up super early to go hunt for wood, bro. We, we, we went to a few places, like three different places. They didn't have wood, okay? We went to like a Home Depot. We had heard like a Home Depot in I don't know where had wood. We went. They did not have wood. And like we went to like three different places. Mind you, I like I'm pretty so that was like a fr- either yeah that was like a Saturday so like the storm was supposed to hit like that Sunday or something, it was something like that where like the storm was coming like the very next day, bro. And I'm like, this is now when you want to go get wood. Me being the person I am, and of course because I have like the car that has like the ability where you can tie stuff up to it, I was like, okay, go, let's go, let's go get this wood. We ended up going to this place in Hialeah that was selling the wood. It was super, like, it was just a super crazy process. Because, of course, like, Hialeah is this area in Miami. You know, super Kuanaku. Okay, super Kuanaku place. But that's where all, like, the warehouses are. So, it's like, you know, they have their own warehouse district. So, of course, they had, like, a lot of places that had wood, actually, still. So, we went out there once again. You know, Hurricane like <laughs> Hurricane Apocalypse. It's crazy out there. But we only, honestly, we only ended up waiting, like, two hours for in the line for wood. Which was pretty, pretty good. What we didn't know was that we needed something to tie the wood with. These people don't have twine to just be tying stuff with. And I was like, what? And they were, and then, like, in the effort to speed up the process so that people, to get the line moving quickly, they were like, hey, if you can't figure out how you're going to tie your wood, you need to, like, move your car and figure it out somewhere else. So literally, we were driving with this unsecured wood at the top of the car, and we're and I was driving super slow, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like so nervous. We pull over, cause I had like a little bit of twine, but like that wasn't really gonna work. We we pull over, cause we're like, "Oh my god!" Like what are we gonna do? And I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to use the small amount of twine I had that I, my mom happened to have in her car. I'm like, oh my god. We see a fabric store. And I'm like, let's go to this fabric store. They're probably going to have rope. Because fabric stores sell rope. Like, you know, maybe not like industrial rope. But it is something to tie something with. We go into this store. Which was next to like a Santeria store. And then I was like, oh my god. Why? It was like a Santeria pet store. And I'm like, no! (laughs) Not the Santeria pets. Because they kill those animals. Anyways. um, Animal sacrifices. No biggie. Um, so then there was like this really like old little Cuban guy who couldn't really hear. But then some other guy that was working. This fine. 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 F-O-I-N-E. 
Cuban guy came out and was like, oh, yeah, how can I help you? And then we told him our situation. And then he sold us some rope, and then he came out, and he tied it for us, and we were like, thank you. And then, oh, my God, we're so stupid, bro. But still, even with all of that, we had to drive really carefully. Mind you, it's a good, like, if I'm, like, speeding, it's a good, like, 35-minute drive. This 35-minute turn drive turned into an hour because I was driving so slow. And I had to take the back streets because I was, like, terrified of taking the highway with this wood that could probably slip out. It, it, was, it was a testy situation. Thank the Lord Jesus. They got the wood. They were able to board up their windows. End of story. But nah, man, like... But you see how if you wait until the last minute, you're much more <laughs> anxious. Because you're like, ah, I need to get this done. Alright, day, day before the storm hits. my Like I said, I have accordion shutters. So, and then I don't want to close them up too early because then the house gets super dark and feels claustrophobic. We're closing up the last of the shutters the night before. And bruh, one of my shutters, the little handles break. And I'm like, what? And it was like the shutter, it happened of course to be the shutters for like my mom's room and I was like oh my I was so freaking nervous thankfully my bestie and her husband they had brought like these bungee cords so they were able to like tie and maneuver thing to where it didn't close all the way but it was mostly closed but it was secured like the bungees were like super strong so it wasn't gonna open so I had like a little slit in the window that I could look out of but that made me super nervous. Then we go outside, and of course, one of the accordions on the outside, like for the backyard, was like stuck. And then, but then we needed some tool. Why do I say have your toolbox ready? We needed some type of tool that we did not have. Literally, I called um, my friend up at that time who was the person who probably lived the closest to me who was the most likely like to have that tool and I was like hey can I borrow this tool so we went over there in like the middle of the night like it might have been at this point probably like 11 o'clock at night we raced over there to go get this tool so we could fix this accordion and shut it and just be safe it was a crazy it was a crazy evening to say the least but um you know, we ended up being able to, to close everything. Um, the, this, like, this storm definitely, like, brought up the anxiety, but because I felt like, you know, uh, like I had to protect the house. So I was just super worried about the whole time about it. But, um, all of that to say... You know, I I was still super worried, and that's how I was prepared. You know, and like, and and it was a scary situation. This is the second storm in my life that actually scared me. And I remember hearing like when you know like at night like when the like I found it very hard to sleep, cause like I was sleeping in the room where the shutter wasn't completely closed. 
so it would like you know knock open like you could hear the wind more and it would like make a lot more noise so it like really concerned me um so I, I like it would keep waking me up but bro the night when the storm hit when the storm was getting close to Key West I was upstairs and I was listening to the radio and it scared me the guy was like look like the announcer whoever it was was just like if there's people still in the keys like it's too late to evacuate you need to go and get under a mattress and that shit scared me because you kind of hear about that you know um down here in Miami it's like where were you and Andrew like everyone has their Andrew stories I was a baby so that's my story that I was a baby I was like one when Andrew hit um but everyone has like their Hurricane Andrew stories and so people who live through Hurricane Andrew sometimes take tend to take the hurricane stuff a little bit more seriously too just because that was a storm that wasn't supposed to be that serious but then it strengthened and it turned out of nowhere and that was like what caught people off guard and why so many people died um with Andrew and got hurt um but you know like so so with this hurricane I definitely was like really worried really scared I I was worried about suddenly I was like oh my god she's never been through something like this and she was totally fine she slept the whole time my bestie brought her dog too and she was Sunny was annoying Sarah Sarah was like oh my god leave me alone and Sunny wanted to play it didn't work out that way but um thankfully we didn't lose power like the lights would flicker but we didn't really lose power um we didn't get flooded so for like a couple of weeks after the hurricane my house was full of people because I would like literally call everyone I, I would call people and I'd be like hey hey I have I have power I have wi-fi and so, like, my friends, like, so I was just having, like, a big sleepover for, like, two weeks. Like, my my sister and my sister, my brother, my cousins came down and, like, um, stayed with me a few days. I had my friends, like, kind of be with me for a few days. I had friends that would come and, like, you know, like, would come over and eat. I had friends, you know, would come over and, like, charge your phones and stuff. And so, and we would, like, chill. So... I had people in and out of my house, you know, con mucho gusto, like, I was, you know, I have a definite, like, I have an open door policy, like, show up, just let me know, so I could put my bra on, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like, like, it's just better to be safe than sorry, we were definitely blessed, because it looks like my complex, like, half of it is on a grid, like, the two halves might be, like, on different grids, because literally half of my complex, like, didn't have power, you know, like, my whole, st- like, the street, um, the major road by us didn't have power, the, the shopping center didn't have power for, like, a couple of days, but we were luckily on the half that kept power, like, we had no idea that the rest of the complex didn't have power until we went to go, like, walk the dogs, like, take them on a longer walk that we were like whoa like we had no clue um 
but then I know people who didn't have power for like a couple of months you know what I mean so all that to say you never know you don't know uno no sabe cuando le toca to lose power uno no sabe cuando le toca like that their house gets damaged and so um you know with the trees and stuff with like the the debris that's outside like you never know you know and so moral of the story be prepared like <laughs> like scar says be prepared um yeah man don't let hurricane season catch you off guard that's like where we slip up that's where we make mistakes that's where people get hurt that's where there's more damage done like don't don't let yourself get caught off guard um and then also another thing a factor that you know affects people is like the financial part of getting ready like that if this is an emergency like you if you don't have the money to be ready like you're gonna be affected and so it's like if you do a little bit you know go buy your water one week go buy your food another week make sure you have your flashlights another so if you do it like that the impact won't be so hard um i hope that this has been <laughs> informative as well as entertaining um you guys know i'm like out here trying to look out for you guys for my people like i said be prepared i'm gonna put um some helpful links in the description so you guys can know where to find additional information um like one thing i <laughs> like ever since social media you see like the ingenuities people come up with to be prepared as especially when it comes to boarding up windows um last hurricane like everyone knows like about the tape like people tape when you don't have shutters a lot of people tape their windows um and it's supposed to I, the theory is that if something breaks the window at least it'll help the glass not shatter as much i've heard people talk about how like that's not really helpful but whatever to each his own um things that we saw people use instead of shutters um those small small strips of wood like they just bought a bunch of that and made it kind of like jail sale, jail sale cells, well, jail sales. <laughs> um, people use like the bed frame, like the headboard of a bed. People you bought doors, like entire wood doors, and would put them up as shutters. Um, like fencing wood, like those panels. Like I said, people would buy like those thin panels and use a bunch of those. So all kinds of things um <laughs> were used to rip, to put shutters and put protection. So um that's going to be it for today guys. Like I said, be prepared, you know, be safe. And hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, hopefully this will be a nice and calm hurricane season. Until next time.